What's up, everybody? Welcome to another World Cup special of the Premier League podcast here on FanRag Sports. My name is Sebastian Oren. With me, Elliot Niblock and Polly Costell. We've had a couple of games here on Saturday and Sunday that we'll break down. And um, let's travel back in time to Saturday morning. Belgium beating Tunisia 5-2 in Group G. And uh, Romelu Lukaku again on the score sheet for Belgium. Pauly, I know you're happy about that. Yeah, uh, the golden boot pick is looking pretty good. No, it's not. Let's We'll get it there, but it ain't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet my money on Harry Kane, but yeah, we'll get there. So, Pauly, do you feel like Belgium are actually living up to the hype? Although the hype hasn't wasn't as big as it was in, you know, prior to the Euros two years ago. Uh, it's too, it's too early to tell. They beat they beat Tunisia and Panama. Yeah. And, yeah. and Panama are really bad, and Tunisia yeah. are are just bad. Yeah. Yeah, blowing the doors off of the Eagles of Carthage is not exactly the uh, right. I mean, the statement of the tournament. We'll give we'll give them credit for this, and the same can be said about England. They did not struggle, or the same can't be said about England. They did not struggle <laughs> to beat either of them. So kudos to them. You know, uh, and and now, there's two there's two schools of thought. The, the thought that we've discussed, where you want to play yourself into the tournament, and the other school of thought is, well, they're they're clicking right now, and that's going to give them. It's going to give them confidence. Roberto Martinez has already said he's going to rotate the squad heavily um, mm-hmm. before the England game, which Gareth Southgate should do the same thing because neither team wants to win that game. Yeah. And although I think England does, which is scary uh, if you want England to go far. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so they'll be fresh. So they're playing well and they'll be fresh. But again, uh, one of the reasons that I picked Lukaku to win the Golden Boot is not just because of his international record of like, 22 goals in like his last 18 games or something like that. Those numbers are approximate, but it's about those. Um, it's because his, his goal scoring record internationally ten, mirrors his goal scoring record for club. He scores a lot against really bad teams or not really bad teams, but the middle of the pack teams and, and lower. And he tends to not score when they play the big boys. So, by that stretch, he's doing exactly what I what we expected of him. And the question remains when they play a good team with defenders who are capable of marking him out of a game, how will he do in that situation? Yeah. I mean, the, I think that he's he's going to benefit from the fact that Kevin De Bruyne is like coming off the best season of his career. And both he and Hazard seem to be playing well. But, I mean, I agree. It's it's early on, but still, you know, they, they're a team that are certainly firing – on all cylinders at the moment in any case yep uh, uh, their defense their defense can be better yeah uh, you know tunisia broke them down for two goals that's not exactly something to write home about yeah belgium will play england for the number one spot in group g on thursday we should say and um do we want to st- we can stick to group g so we'll jump ahead till today where england beat panama six to one and a uh, you know pretty solid game from England. They were up five nothing after the first half. Yeah, I guess you could call that pretty solid. Pretty solid. Five nil lead at halftime. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing here too, because I, I feel frustrated watching a game like this, and you're like, how did the U.S. not make it into this tournament? <laughs> well, that's I know, right? it, and I, I I understand that, but let's go back because people you know. 
someone tweeted today, like, the difference between these two teams was the points that were collected against Costa Rica. Panama won four points against post- Costa Rica. Uh, the United States won zero. And it's like, yeah, but the United States also only won one point against Panama. Like, just go into Panama and beat them. Four years ago, the U.S. played Panama in their final, um, in the final game of qualifying. And Jurgen Quinsman put out, like, all of his reserves. You know, it was a game that the U.S. wasn't trying to win, and they still won it with two late goals. Go out there and beat Panama, like, who have clearly shown they are not a good team, and the U.S. couldn't even beat them twice. So, yeah, the U.S. didn't... If, if you can't beat Panama twice, let alone everybody, let alone the teams that are worse than them, then, yeah, you don't deserve to be there. Yeah. But very, very frustrating. Harry Kane, man of the match in this one. He scored a hat-trick. Two of them were penalties, though. But he's giving Lukaku a run for that golden boot. Yeah, yeah. man. That's, that's what five, I think. He's got five goals now. The issue, the issue is um, he's got five goals in the most Harry Kane way ever. Two penalties, um, two penalties and one goal on a shot that someone else took that just hit him, and he's claiming it. So... <laughs> And, and what England have done, though, is what England have done is clearly they've shown that they worked on set pieces a lot in yes. training. And they are they have worked on several different routines. And it's showing because they keep scoring on set pieces. And uh, if we want to break down the uh, – I'm, I'm literally watching Fox right now break down one of these England set pieces. But what's incredible is Fox doesn't bother to do that during the game or at halftime. Whereas <laughs> – at the bar, they switched right on over to the BBC, and the BBC was immediately breaking down all these set pieces and the defense by Panama and England and how they and how they attacked it. At one point, I was like, do we start to mention the fact that England haven't scored from open play yet? And then Jesse <laughs> Lingard went and did that and did what he did, which yeah. is an, in- an incredible goal. Yeah, I've been waiting for him to do that for 180 minutes. Although I guess really I only had to wait about 120. Um, they they didn't keep a clean sheet, which is good because their goal differential got knocked down, so they are now completely level with Belgium. In uh, like we like we said before, um, Belgium's going to rotate their squad. I would expect Gareth Southgate to do the same. Because if you win that group, you end up on the same side of the bracket as likely Brazil, Germany, France, possibly Argentina, even though they're garbage. Uh, But pretty much every team that you don't want to play will be on that side of the bracket and either Spain or Portugal. Um, So I would expect Kane and Lukaku to not play, which gives them one fewer game in that golden boot race and they're up there with Ronaldo who also has four goals and he will be playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that could get a, a little make the golden boot race a little uh a little more interesting and not in favor of either you or I Elliot. <laughs> yeah, well. And the last thing is just the if the amount of England fans at the bar who were like, keep scoring, get that goal differential higher so we're ahead of Belgium and I was like, no. Like you do not want to be ahead of Belgium, and if England realized this, we could be in for like one of the most boring games on Thursday, where <laughs> neither team is really trying to win. And the craziest thing is, right now, right now, these two teams are deadlocked on everything. They're deadlocked on points, on goal differential, on goals scored. So if they draw Thursday, then what it will come down to is the seventh tiebreaker, 
which is <laughs> your which is your disciplinary record. Yeah, I was going to say they, yellow cards, right? It it comes down to a point total is given. You lose one point for every yellow for, for a player getting a yellow card. You lose um, you lose two points if a player gets two yellows. You lose three points if a player gets uh, a, three points for a straight red, and you lose like five points if a player gets a yellow and then later in the match gets a straight red. Mm. Um, so right now England are actually ahead on that because Belgium have three yellows and England have two. But if it comes down to that, then what you need to do in the 90th minute, you bring the ball into your own box and you have, I don't know, I'll say either Danny Welbeck or Phil Jones, probably Phil Jones. You have Phil Jones just pick it up. Just pick it up in your own box, completely intentional handball, get that red card, get sent off, uh, put Belgium on the at the penalty spot so, you know, they could they can miss that penalty if they want, but that red card... They can't catch up to you there, and Belgium win the group. England gets second. I mean, that's the way to do it. If both teams are going to try not to win, then just take that intentional red. This is like almost some butterfly effect level stuff right here. Yeah. I mean, that's that. If, if it's going to come down to that, you, you're going to have to put on a player to sacrifice. And I would, I would, I would choose Phil Jones. Hmm. I would choose Fellaini on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Okay then, yeah, we'll we'll see what actually happens on Thursday. Let's go back in time and jump over to Group F, where Mexico defeated South Korea two to one. A, another good performance by Mexico, although I wouldn't say it was on par with the one they had against Germany. No, <laughs> nope. Yeah, yeah, but they were still you know dominant and they had a comfortable lead. I was yes. very disappointed in that late goal because that missed my scoreline prediction. But uh, overall, yeah, Mexico deserved three points. Yeah, so Vela and Chicharito with the goals for Mexico and then uh, Son with the goal for Korea late late in stoppage time. Oh, so that's why you hated that goal. <laughs> yes, yeah. My 2-0 uh, on the button seemed locked up and then it wasn't. Because of goddamn Tottenham again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so Mexico in prime position here in Group F. They're sitting on six points. Germany have three. Sweden have three after Germany won over Sweden 2-1. to one. Late winner by Kroos in that one. What a goal. What a heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. What a goal, though. Your heart was broken, yeah. but... Oh my god! Yeah, no, it oh, was. Yeah, I forgot that they beat your disgusting fin- Sweden team, which phenom- makes it even better now. Phenomenal goal, but man, and was that Sweden tough to their- swallow. Well, you know, this is another performance that Sweden had their chances. Like I, like Germany did not look anywhere close to the unbeatable ten out of ten qualifying team that we saw come out of Europe. No, not uh, at all. I don't. No, don't compare anyone to qualifying. I hate when people do this. <laughs> I hate you. You learn. This was my problem prior to the to the World Cup when when predicting teams was looking at qualifying and saying, well. If you like, do we count qualifying or not? Like, I guess in South America you could count it because everybody plays everybody. And Argentina looked really, really freaking bad. And guess what? They are bad. But every other federation, qualifying is designed to get the best teams to the tournament. So the best teams don't play each other. You don't really play anybody difficult. It's just a. This happened to be a rare time where Spain played Italy. But other than that, most you know. This is the problem that England always have is they look great in qualifying. They they go on, they go perfect, they they go unbeaten, they give up, they concede two goals because you're playing the minnows of Europe and you really don't learn anything. 
And then, you know, you have a friendly afterwards against Brazil and a friendly against Germany. But if they don't take those those games seriously, what are, what are you learning in those games, too? I mean, they're, they're, that's sort of the system in South America, though. They only have so many teams so they can do the whole... Yeah. Right, they could they could have everybody play everybody, yeah. and and that would be a, that would be a nightmare in Europe. Well, you can't do it. You have fifty something teams. South American qualifying takes three years. Yeah, they, they start qualifying <laughs> yeah. in like November for for the next one. Yep, no, that's true. But yeah, it was a tough pill to swallow, seeing that the goal came so late, ninety fifth minute. It was such a great goal. Oh yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but yeah, Germany. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of uh, just shitty behavior from so-called fans against uh, Yimi Dormas, who was the player that made the foul there, giving Germany the free kick. And, oh, that's uh, a shame. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's appalling, really. People are f- freaking assholes sometimes. Um, a lot of racism and stuff, which is just, it just sucks, really. Yeah, it's some of the worst of the World Cup. <laughs> Yeah, so you know it's back set. to Germany though. Yes, with Sweden are still alive. They're still alive, right? They're they got to. I mean, they got to beat oh, Mex. Yeah. They got to beat Mexico or somehow get a point from Mexico and have Germany lose, lose. to South well, Korea. Ger- Germany can lose because Germany yeah. still got a lot of problems. They've got a lot of problems. They have the in-house fighting that we know of. Mats Hummels like already hung his coach out to dry, and then mysteriously picked up a training injury. Later, mm-hmm. a, a day later, to miss this game, they've got issues. And Boateng, it was Boateng got sent off, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and why did Boateng get sent off? Because he's been he spent the entire game cleaning up the mess that was created by Germany sending a million men forward and not really having any regard for coming back. And because their two holding midfielders, Tony Kroos, and in this case, it was Sebastian Rudy, aren't fast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rudy yeah. Rudy came off after half an hour, yeah. and Gundogan came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was clearly frustrated. Yeah, Rudy suffered a broken nose after accidentally getting a cleat in his face. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that happens when yep. you accidentally get cleats in your face. Yep, exactly. Okay, so yeah, still, you know, interesting last match day in Group F. We'll see uh, Sweden against Mexico. That will be very interesting. Uh, group H. That's on Thursday. Is that that's on Wednesday? That's on. Let me double check here real quick. That is on Wednesday. Yes, that's 10 a.m. kickoff for Group F. Oh, these these 9 a.m. kickoffs going away is is disappointing. Yeah. So 10 a.m. kickoff simultaneously kickoffs. And only having two time slots is disappointing. I've gotten used to a certain standard of living at work this week. Yeah. No, that's true. Then Group H. To wrap things up here, it's going to be a quick episode today. Uh, Japan Senegal two two draw, uh, very entertaining game. I thought they that was a lot of fun to watch that game. Seeing Every that Senegal game is a lot of fun. Yeah, but seeing yeah. seeing that England game was so one sided. It was nice to have a follow up game that was a little bit more competitive. Yeah, the England game but, was fun at first, and in the second half, I'm literally just staring there, being like, "Can we go home? Like, I want to go home. Like, this is so boring." Yeah. Yeah, so Sadio, Sadio Mane opened up the scoring eleventh minute. Then Takashi Inui tied things up thirty fourth minute. Uh, Inui also had a shot off the bar in the second half, but then it was Senegal who retook the lead from Musa Wagwe, and then Keisuke Honda tied things up again. Inui with the assist on that goal. 
So, yeah, I mean, how about Keisuke Honda? He's really uh, showing up to be an impact player off the bench in what's certain to be his final World Cup. Yes. Well, because Keisuke Honda seems to be like the kind of guy that's just been around forever and will be around. He's like the Japanese <laughs> Rafa Marquez. Yeah, <laughs> except he hasn't laundered money for the cartel. Did you see? Did you see Rafa Marquez? Uh, when did Mexico play Saturday night? Saturday so on Friday night, Marquez had to leave. Had to go down to the uh, to outside the hotel and tell the Mexican fans to shut up. And he did it in much more polite words, saying, "You know, we really appreciate uh, your support and and your cheering and your enthusiasm, but we're asking you if you could please keep it down so that we can rest and get some sleep ahead of this game." <laughs> and it's like, well. <laughs> It was like, well, uh, I'm glad to see that happens to somebody other than the United States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Not as true. And then the other game in Group H, unless you guys have more to say about Japan-Senegal. No, I mean, I think... so much fun! Yeah. Dude, I know this team is more fun to watch in Senegal. Their fans are fun. The players are fun. It was just a shame they couldn't hold that lead today, but they're very much alive uh, in a group that is very much wide open, and... Uh, and then hopefully what? they can get trounced by Belgium or something. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, I've I mean, enjoyed watching Japan as well. You know, yeah, I was going to say we got to give a shout out to the Japanese fans too, staying staying after the game and actually cleaning up after themselves. So I think that is very commendable. <laughs> That's so Japanese. They I learned from it. Senegal. Senegal was the first team that did that. I think that okay, is after the Senegal win. It is hilarious and it's so fun. I mean, usually you just see like, oh, it's a total mess after a game, and they're like, no, we're gonna stay clean. I mean, that is just, you know, that's a. Uh, I tip my hat. Yeah. Very very nice. The other game, Colombia defeating Poland three nothing. So Poland are out of this. Another disappointment for the Polish fans and their national team. And Colombia showing up for this one. They had a bit of a rough outing in the first game, getting down a player after like three minutes. So, uh, Yerimina, Radamel Falcao, and Juan Cuadrado with the goals for Colombia in this one. Yeah, I mean, they can they can bounce back from that. Uh, that it's really tough to start a World Cup with a red card penalty and your best player injured on the bench. Yes. So good luck to Colombia. Just trying to bounce back from that nightmare. Start. I mean, it was, it was a taking a step good, towards that now. It was a good showing that they managed to finally score a goal from open play. That was good. Um, <laughs> their counterattack, though, was very much based in a lot of missed passes that took deflections off Polish players and then went right back to Colombia. Uh, there was a shockingly high amount of that on, on their counterattack. But again, you beat Poland, who are a team that just shows us what happens when you build a team around a superstar striker and have nobody else. It's that you can fly through qualifying, but if he doesn't show up in the big games, when you play real teams, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So Group H will close out on Thursday, Senegal against Colombia, and then Japan against Poland. Is that the 10 a.m. slot? Yes, that's the 10 a.m. slot. Those are good games. God, Thursday afternoon, England, Belgium, and Tunisia, Panama is like, that's like the go hang out with your family slot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll see how things shake up here. Like we said, we're going to have simultaneous kickoffs now. So starting off tomorrow, we got Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Uruguay against Russia, and Iran, Portugal, and Spain, Morocco for Group A and Group B. Ooh. 
Yes. Atlanta United versus Seattle Sounders coming up on Fox next. Where the <laughs> hell is my remote? There we go. There we go. This is this is like how they hit us up with, with how they run right into the uh, Skip Bayless and and Shannon Sharp yelling at each other's show right after that first World Cup game. Oh yeah. Yep. I actually... and you're just like whoa. Yeah. That caught me. <laughs> Turn it off. 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 Yep. That's right. And you know okay. what's funny? You know it's you know it's even funnier and it's very Fox. Um, their their streaming system for this World Cup is so awful. Like if you stream a game and you leave it after the game when when World Cup today starts, like the stream conks out and you have to go restart it. And then a half hour later, it conks out again. You have to restart another stream, thirty minutes prior to the match. But that morning game when it ends and the Skip and Shannon uh, debate show comes on, that stream just rolls right on through. Yep. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's very true. Okay, we're going to say goodbye for this episode. As always, follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norin. Paul is P. Questel. Elliot is Keats was better. And we'll talk to you again in just a couple of days. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye.